Good morning. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> so glad to be here, to be present. So we're going to sing some songs that you've probably heard before, but I want you to pretend that you're hearing them for the first time, okay? Okay? All right. Sing your 
So play that again, Valerie Joy. In this very room. In this very room. What'd you think? <laughs> So um, when I was thinking about songs to sing, to present, to share in this very room, it's been coming up a lot for me. And it's very personal. It wasn't like I didn't know about it. My grandmother introduced me to it. Not the song, the essence of what's in the room. I used to come home from first grade, started in first grade, I used to stay with my grandmother. And we would have learned a new song in school. And I was just so excited to tell granny what I had learned. And I would run into the house and I'd say, granny, granny, guess what? We learned a new song. And she would look at me and she would say, not today. You're going to get up on that bed, take a nap, and we're going to be quiet because I need some peace. And I would say, Granny, I'm not sleepy. <laughs> she would say, get up on the bed and lay down and you soon will be. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know what my grandmother was, you know, I just thought she wanted me to, to, to take a nap so I could, you know, calm down a little bit. But the thing was that my grandmother knew that when you got still, there was something that was always present, but when you got still to it, you could understand that it was there. So I remember those times. I remember those very things. In this very room, there's quite enough joy for one like me. And I guess my grandmother was like, in this very room, there's quite enough peace for one like me and you too. In this very room. And I think I forgot that during my journey. My grandmother, she talks to me now. She left the mortal coil. She uncoiled it. She left in 1995, but she still speaks to me. And she says, anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter that you need something from him. Talking about God. She was a Baptist, so she talked in that vernacular. All you have to do is get quiet and be still. And wherever you are, God will show up because God is already there anyway. And all you have to do is acknowledge that there's something in the very room that you're in, in the very space. You can be in a park. You can be in the restroom of a restaurant and say, God, I need you. And poop, God is right there. But I'd forgotten it. And in 2020, I had a meltdown. Everything that I do 
is on stage. It's in front of people. So that was all swept away, so to speak, just like that. And I thought it was coming back. I thought it was a brief. And it wasn't. And I, would, I remember I was in my kitchen washing vegetables. And my mind went somewhere else. And I remember coming back, it was like a resuscitation. But during that time, there was all of the blame of the things that I had not done. Things that I thought that I should be where I should be. I should be farther along in my career. I should be farther along in my finances. I should be farther along in my relationships. And then all of a sudden, I took a breath. And it seemed like all of those things that I had thought were gone, that I had somehow missed the window of opportunity, as they say. A voice spoke to me, and it was God. God said, oh, no, it's right here, right where you are in this very room. You don't have to go to the church. You don't have to go to a special class, to a seminar, to a conference to get it. It's right where you are. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom for what for spirit yes spirit is in this very room and i began to sing because singing singing can it can help me get traction or get enough leverage so I can pull myself up just so I can hear what spirit is saying. And I said, God, talk to me. Talk to me because it was at that time that I thought, where are you? You can't be found. Where are you, God? I'm trying my best to figure this thing out. I'm trying to figure my life out. What is going to happen? Where am I going? What about what I love to do? What about... The, 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 the purpose that I came down here to fulfill. Am I going to be here long enough to fulfill it? Where are you? And sometimes it seems like God is nowhere. That you're just talking, asking, is, is he here? Is he on this side? Is he on that side? And then all of a sudden, Something happens. You can walk outside and see God speaks to us in ways that we understand. And nature to me is the great orator. Sometimes I can go and I can touch a tree and the tree just speaks, just speaks through me. Everything is all right and in divine order right 
now, right here and right now. And I said, ooh, we, I need one of those. Show me a sign, God. God says, all you have to do is go outside. Go outside. Look at the patterns on the tree. And know that the tree is just what it is. It's here on purpose. And when you touch the tree, you're touching you. You're touching the essence of life. The life force that you came here to share and give. I'm right here. In this very room. So whatever it is that you came here for. If you came here for a healing emotional healing, a physical healing. I came out of the, grew up Baptist, came out of the apostolic church. And I'm going to tell you, there's one thing about the laying on of hands that I know is true. I used to tell my granny, the same granny that showed me how to be silent. I would tell my grandmother, I said, if you have a cold granny, come and hug me. Hug me, granny. Because I got the medicine. She said, I don't want you to get too close because I don't want you to catch the cold. I said, I won't catch the cold. I know what virtue comes out of me. Now, I wasn't talking in those terms, but I knew as a child, all I had to do was hug my grandmother. And she would what? Be made whole because there is something about us. There is something about that which is always in the room with us that speaks to us and say, all you have to do is touch and agree. And I will say, Granny, do you believe that I can touch you and hug you and you'll, your cold will be better? She said, well, come on over here. <laughs> if you get this cold, don't blame Granny. I said, but in my mind, I knew I wasn't going to get the cold. I wasn't going to get the cold. My grandmother was going to get me and whatever it was that was flowing through me. I knew it was powerful enough because she had set the stage, see, and I didn't know it. But that's the thing that's in the room. It's always with us. It's never absent. So whatever it is that you came to get today, it's in this very room. And all you have to do is just say, I'm available in this very room. There's quite enough joy for one like me. In this very room, there's quite enough love for one like me. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom for spirit yes spirit is in this very room in this very room there's quite enough love for you and me in this very room, there's quite enough joy for you and me. There's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom. For spirit, yes, spirit.
take a breath right here and breathe the essence of this living presence that we call the divine. In this very realm. Oh, that was Charles Holt. <laughs> that was Charles Holt and his granny. waiting for the team to, we're good? All right. So that was Charles. Charles, thank you for sharing your granny with us. <laughs> and for one of the things that I have always loved about you, and I just have to say it plainly, that you're a little old man. <laughs> and I have a sense that at six years old, you were a little old man. You know, spiritually, that there has always been since my first connection, and I connected with you before you ever knew who I was, just from being at Agape. I, would, I could feel the spirit of your knowing that moves beyond your ability to memorize some lyrics and hit some notes. That there's something of, that there's a certain depth of being and understanding and knowing that you bring. So thank you, thank you. So y'all, we have intentionally cooked up a buffet for you today. So I don't know if you noticed all of the pieces that you've been served because we begin with God is all there is and love is all there is. Here's, here's what, I, what concerns me sometimes, is that I think that we get in the habit of singing and humming and hearing and reading and reciting. And it's just, it go, maybe the first time you did that, it changed your life. You're like, oh my God, I gotta write that down. I have to take the photo of that quote. I have to... And then there comes a time where you just, it's just rolling off your tongue. And that's all that's happening is that your tongue is vibrating. But there's nothing that's, that you're allowing in at a level that is as transformational as what is being offered. So we begin with God is all there is, love is all there is. And then we had a prayer. We, we, we sat still for a while. We had a prayer. We, were, we recited. And then Charles served up this amazing expansion of in this very room. And wherever we are at any given moment, what we get is by right of consciousness. 
So we can begin. It's okay if you think about it as a physical space. You know, in your prayer room, your little prayer chair, in this very spot is where I connect with God. That's all right if that's where you are. There's a time and place where you may come to know that where you are, you're the very room. <laughs> you the room. And then there's a moment when you realize that the room is in others and that there is but one room and we all in it. We are it. Yes. So look, in terms of this, this buffet that we've given is, is I, I want to, I have a bit of a warning. Sometimes my sense is that we, that we, we're, we're not of that mind that, that our brother Charles brought us to in a clear awareness. And instead, we, we are more in a spot that is akin to, do y'all know Little Shop of Horrors? And you know Audrey, the, the plant that turned into the monster plant? And at some point, so it starts off cute, where you focus on what you focus on and you, you, you're interacting in a way and it's you and the world and you're upset about something and you're interacting and then there's the moment with that thing that you've been interacting with when it starts running the show, so to speak. There's that moment when it's a feed me Seymour moment. So I say that because there's a lot going on in the world and we can either let that be Audrey out of hand where Audrey is demanding, where Gaza is demanding that you be in some state, where the crisis in Maine seems to be demanding that you be in some state of, what, what did the song say? Gloom. <laughs> yeah? Because there's quite enough love, there's quite enough power, there's quite enough peace, there's quite enough joy to chase the gloom away. Unless you don't let it. Because you can feed Seymour until you become what Seymour eats. Because the world is serving us up a ravenousness. You know, it wants more of our attention. Well, no, let, let me see. I'm feeding into this too. There is no world that's doing nothing. It's all an inside job. If there is any sense of, I got to do something about that. I've come today to say, you've already done something about that. That couldn't happen unless we were on a similar page. Whatever is in the world already has our fingerprints on it. So we can't come to the rescue of the world. We are the world. I don't even know if that makes sense because it's all by, by right of consciousness, our willingness to let go, our willingness to know that what? In this very room. But where did Brother Charles start singing? Love's in need of love when? Today. Today. That's our work. Our work is to bring love to everything, everybody. Now, there's a part of me that as I say that, you, you know, in, in a light kind of way, you, you know how we, we want to, sometimes we have, 
we have set this scenario that lightning could strike us. You know, there's a moment that we so out of order, we like, oh, you know, just the saying of that. So the fact that I would stand here and say love on everything when I have instead offered an opinion, offered a contrast, offered a consequence. But I'm remembering in this moment that what love's in need of is love. You don't, none of us have a cape where we can run to Gaza where we can run to Maine, where we can run to Oakland, where we can do anything other than be the place where peace can be and have that be the shift in the world. Yes. I'm just offering an idea because Charles serves it up for us so beautifully that I don't, I want to make, this is where you come behind, you say, did, did y'all know what you just saw? What you just heard? What you just experienced? Because he laid it out for us, love's in need. Well, first of all, we, we started out with Valerie, Joy, and Tammy, giving us God is all there is, and love is all there is. And there may come a time where we just end the service with that, because we're just like, oh, we're clear. We don't need no other message. We don't need no other song. We don't need no other nothing. What, who? <laughs> Sylvester used to say, those girls don't need no talking about two tons of fun. They don't need no jury. They don't need no gowns because they could just sing. Y'all remember? Okay, I'm gone off. I understand. But that's what it reminded me of. There's a moment when you realize that the thing has all that it requires, that all that is required is for us to get in gear, for us to do our part. And our part is not chasing the fire engine. Our part is knowing that it's done, that God is all there is, or it isn't. Because if it isn't, it don't matter where you go and what you try to send. But if instead we get centered as best we can, come on, Granny, help us all out. Get us quiet. Get us still into a knowing that right where we are, God is. So look, I brought with me the prayer that Centers for Spiritual Living has offered. I offered it a couple of weeks ago as well. But somehow it feels like it would be appropriate in this moment. And after I read, after I share this prayer, as they have offered it, I'm going to ask... Charles to bring us home. And I know the musicians will be with him and I want them to be ready because that I want to be the continuation of the prayer as we close out this morning's service. And so what they've offered is a prayer of comfort and truth as a collective show of peace and faith in the divine presence of love right in the midst of war, confusion, strife. You name it, whatever's on your heart that has you concerned and all tied up, fearful, doubtful, this is the offering. There is a power for good in the universe 
and it is moving in and through me this day. I'm going to repeat that and ask you to repeat it with me. There is a power for good in the universe. And it is moving in and through me this day. Let's continue to bring peace, harmony, and good to all. The divine is everywhere present. Especially and including in all spaces of war, conflict, and violence. We bless all who are impacted. By conflict of any kind, we lift up peace in the midst of war. We pray for healing and comfort where it is needed right now. Above all, we believe love in gratitude. We declare this truth collectively. Ashe, amen, and so it is. Different. 
But I know that I am loved Whatever, whatever 